stands The dice rule every random chance Take off your coat and stay a while We'll roll in that deep percent time I'm actually on my way to the library this morning to do some writing. It's been a while. This may be my first day back in the library, full day doing writing since the start of the year, start of the calendar year. So I'm very pleased to be doing that. Just gives an indication of how, how many other things there are at work getting in the way of the things I actually want to do in my career. But I'm very glad to be going there. I'm walking through the park. The lake is flooded. The water level is very high. Having lots of trouble with our flood defences and things in various parts of the UK. Um, strangely, my back garden isn't flooded. I, I, when, when we get to these big floods, we can sometimes get four foot of water in our back garden. But they've obviously they've obviously put out some walls and driven the water somewhere else. <laughs> Someone's getting it. Um, but it's beautiful. The walk, chilly day, snowed this morning as well, which is rather beautiful. It's not snowing now. I uh, had a great weekend, that was a few days ago, but I got up to all sorts of things. So you will have heard I recorded with Scarlett, that was brilliant. She saw me doing my maps, wanted to get involved, I love it when that happens. And uh, she came up with a really nice thing, that's a lovely little episode. Go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Sorry about the wind, it really is a lovely, lovely cold March, it's March now. now. No, no, it's still the end of February. Cold February day. It's not March for another couple of days. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, so mapping. I decided, oh, I'd got stuck into various things. Really thought I was going to get somewhere. I really thought I was going to get a really good new position. Um, you can, you know, you can get excited about things and you can start making plans and uh, I was disappointed. So on the weekend, I didn't feel great. It's funny, my, my job's fine. Um, I get to do, I get to do creative things as part of my job. But, you know, sometimes you, you, you start to believe that things are going to change almost by magic. Um, and of course, I've got no right to expect that. But anyway, I was a little bit crestfallen, a bit disappointed. So I thought I'd just have a day, just have a day mucking about. So, spent Saturday, people who follow me on Twitter will have seen some of my progress. I decided I got myself a big A1 graph pad from Amazon. It wasn't terribly expensive. I've had that sitting under the bed for a while. It's the only place in the house that it will fit. Had it sitting under the bed and I decided I was going to fill it with a map. And uh, I had an abortive attempt to generate a map using the appendix from the 5th edition Dungeon Master's Guide quite a while ago, one of my early episodes. And I decided to have another go at that. And I had, <laughs> I took the whole day over it and I had it still not finished. I had a really good, a really good day. So I thought I'd report on that progress. I didn't record it, it was a whole day. I couldn't have stood to, to edit that. I don't know what I'd have done with that. Um, but it was an interesting experience. I did it absolutely by the book. And then when I'd finished doing it by the book, I decided to do some extra bits. And it's the extra bits that I haven't finished. But I did completely generate... Yeah, only the tiniest tweaks. I'll tell you about the tweaks I did. So I started in the middle of the page, pretty much. Uh, rolled up one of the starting rooms. And, uh, and then just followed the instructions from there. I decided to use 
uh, one square for five foot. And I was in two minds about that because I remember noticing before when I rolled up just briefly before that the corridors come up wide. I think you roll on a D20 and it's only on maybe one or two of a D20 that you're going to get a five foot corridor. I tend to treat when I'm doing one square for five foot, I tend to actually do mainly five foot corridors in my dungeons. I don't know why. Um, But here they come up. Most of your hits are a 10-foot corridor, and they come up really wide. Your corridors can go up to 40-foot wide. Um, but anyway, I filled, I filled a good proportion of the map, and I decided when I rolled stairs, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go with it. And I thought I'd go onto a new page, but then I, then I saw I had these other areas on the page. So when I rolled to go up or down, I just started them elsewhere on the page, and I thought when they started to look like they were going to bump into uh, to the level I was on, I'd just sort of close off the corridors or whatever, you know, treat it as the end of the page. So, so that's what I did. So I've got three, can't remember now, three, maybe four other levels all on that page. And I let them, I let them naturally play out. The only thing is, when I got to these other levels, at one point I had another level going down to another level, uh, and I got to the point where I didn't have any other areas of my page that I wanted to fill. So if I got stairs, I just re-rolled. I rolled a different result at that point, or, or shafts or whatever else it was. Uh, I think I've got a shaft and a few slow flights of stairs and a well, uh, which goes down to another level. So there, there were some quite fun things that I rolled. Um, yeah, and then when I, when I finished, so apart from ignoring stairs, I let them all sort of come to their natural conclusions, either dead ends or chambers with no exits or edges of the page, as you're instructed to do. And I noticed it's quite a big page and I still had a bit of space. So then I thought, well, I'm going to just go back and pick areas that look like they lead off to some of those areas of space and reopen them and maybe roll new starting locations or roll new passageways. So I've started doing that and I'm going to carry on doing that because... Um, well, it's just something I set myself to sort of fill as much of the of the page as possible with with map, and I've started shading the uh, you know the rock areas, the wall, and uh, I wanted to do as little shading as possible, really. So I wanted to fill things with rooms that I could stock. Uh, started stocking the rooms as well. That was quite good fun. Um, I'll maybe talk about that another time. But my observations on the process, I'll put a little grab of a part of the map as the image for this episode. So the first observation I've made is the corridors do come up quick. Uh, sorry, come up thick. Um, so you find yourself, you know, 10 foot looks fine on um, one square equals five foot. But the, the wider corridors, well, as they get longer as passageways, they start turning into chambers, which is fine. So you get these quite big areas, which are actually generated as passageways. I've got columns down the middle, but you may as well treat them as chambers. And of course you can, you can do what you like, it's your map. Um, but that was one observation. The corridors come up quite wide um and maybe if i was going to use this again i might just um modify the rolls um shunt everything one up maybe so that so that i include within the 10 foot range i rebrand that as a five foot range and then just shunt 10 foot up to the next result up uh, and use it that way because i just like my corridors to come up a bit a bit thinner that's my taste then the other thing, if you look at the page, you can see quite a lot of hexagons, quite a lot of circles, and quite a lot of trapezoids, <laughs> um, such that they almost look like dungeon themes. They're not really, they're just what comes up quite a lot. If you roll across a big area, you're going to get these hits quite a lot. Um, so there are hexagons and circles and trapezoids all over the place. So maybe that, that result comes up a little often for my taste. I mean, if you're just, if you're just filling an A4 page, you're not going to be inundated with them. But I reckon if you were just filling an A4 page, you're probably always going to have 
two of those you're probably going to come up one hexagon and one trapezoid to a map filling an a4 space i don't know don't know what your taste is if you compare uh, i thought of rolling on it but i haven't got around to doing it yet. i was going to compare but if you just look at the tables in the um first edition dungeon master's guide um <clears throat> you'll see you've got all those shapes you've got some other shapes and you've also got a special result where you could you can muck about with a shape and do what you like i quite like that there is no special result on here it's all prescribed and i just think you get too many too many hexagons and trapezoids apart from that uh, i had really good fun um you know what what does it make on the page you can see it makes a whole bunch of squares <laughs> other fairly regular shapes um and some windy corridors um but it's but it's it's the process you know i like rolling on random tables it's the idea that i've just i've just sat down with a blank space and then everything that i've put on that page has been generated by a roll of the dice it's quite satisfying and i think i might be in a bit of a sartrean quietism of despair if i'd sat down with that blank page and thought i'll draw a dungeon well i very rarely do that um so it's produced a quite fun dungeon area which i can use i'm not gonna tell you too much about that because i know players listen but i have used already in my gaming and hopefully i will continue to use uh yeah one one decision i made in general when corridors turned back on themselves or passageways turned back on themselves or hit chambers i was tending to say right there's a new exit because it just seemed fun i was in the mood for things to be tangled and joined up and complex you have got a bit of discretion there you can you can decide i think when things turn back on themselves whether you want to say you've hit a dead end or whether you want to join them with the area that they hit uh it's taste really or whatever feels right in the moment um but otherwise yeah i had quite a pleasing experience uh, and at some point i'll get round to comparing it with what comes up then the only difference with the f- the first edition dungeon dungeon master guide the big difference is that you've got encounter types sort of tied into the role so every now and again you're rolling i think it's the idea is you're generating these maps on the fly every now and again you're rolling a wandering monster or something like that and i i don't really want those results i like that in the fifth edition dmg you're just generating the map and then you can move on to the next set of tables to populate that map it does throw up traps for you um not room traps but every now and again a door result will be that the it's a full store that opens onto a trap um, that one actually came up fairly often but i've filled an a1 page so <laughs> you'd expect to get most of these hits i think most well, obviously most of the hits came up as i was as i was doing it so that's my report um and at some point i'll get round to doing the first edition dungeon master's coming uh, i said hexagon a couple of times there when i meant octagon Last episode, of course, was Scarlet's Orclob Dungeon. Got some responses to that. Going to play them now. Hi, Dave. It's Liren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I would love it if you would tell Scarlet that I thought her dungeon was really creative and it sounds really scary, too. So I thought that was awesome. Great job, Scarlet. Hello, this is... This is uh, Minion, also known as Rob, um, from the Confessions of a Timorous Wee podcast. Um, just wanted to say, Scarlett, I loved your podcast. 
It was very, very good. Um, the dungeon was great. Lots more, made much more sense than my dungeons. I would probably try to incorporate some of your ideas uh, from now on. Um, and I also much uh, agree with your taste in uh, uh, the Lord of the Rings animated version. It's great. Totally fantastic. Loved it since I was a kid. So just wanted to say that. Thank you very much. And say thank you to your dad as well. Goodbye. Hey, this is Jason here. I just wanted to let Scarlett know that I really enjoyed listening to her dungeon. I thought it was really good. I'd be very scared to go in it. And I also wanted to say that Ralph Baskey's Lord of the Rings is by far my favorite version of that. And she has very good taste. So, anyhow, talk to you guys later. Where's Scarlett? Oh, I think she's in the phone. She's in the phone, Bear. Can you say hello? Hello. Can you say hello to Scarlett, uh, hello. Lady Baby? What was that? Hello. Hello. I can't hear her. Oh, no, we, th- th- this is just a message we send her. I don't like message. You don't like message. Okay. When I want to talk to him. Talk to Scarlett? Yeah. Okay. Talk to Scarlett. Talk to Scarlett. Okay, can you say bye-bye? Bye. No, no, I want to talk to him. Her. Scarlett is a girl. I want to talk to him. Okay. Can you say bye-bye? No. Bye-bye. No, not bye-bye. <laughs> Hi there. Um, it was very nice to hear from you um, a few days ago that I I, li- I liked to that you said you wanted to hear from me. So I'm just doing this message back and I was, I'm going to say goodbye now. And that's your lot going to say thank you then for the call-ins to Lyra from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere, Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast, Minion of Confessions of a Wee Timorous Bushy, and of course Bear and Scarlet. Thanks very much for the call-ins. I'll catch you soon. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to contact Dave, please leave a message on Anchor Email dpercentile at gmail.com or find him on Twitter at d underscore percentile.